Rene Quintana? Really? Why? And more to the point, why now? Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into football and or hockey, I also offer up Daily Shots of Steelers and Penguins where you found this. I'm not going to make too big a deal out of this, mostly because it's not too big a deal. In 25 to 28 of Major League Baseball's 30 markets, I'm going to guess that the signing of 33-year-old lefty Jose Quintana to a one-year deal worth $2 million wouldn't even merit a mention like among the most diehard of diehard fans, they wouldn't waste their time with it. We don't know right now whether he'd compete for a spot in the rotation, whether he'd be seen as a depth starter, although I strongly doubt that given that it's a major league contract with a 40-man roster spot, whether he'd be seen as a long guy, As a bullpen guy, he's done both in his significant struggles over the last three years. But he doesn't move the needle. And he doesn't move the needle on any front. And really, really getting down to it, he doesn't signify that there's progress at hand for 2022. He signifies if anything, that the approach that Ben Charrington and the rest of the front office will be taking this offseason is more of the same. And while I'm not surprised, I feel like I'm allowed to be at least a little bit disappointed in that regard, considering that I've been making... I've been making a stance pretty clear here for a few months, even going back to when baseball was still being played, that the Pittsburgh level of this operation needs to take a step forward. You can't just keep going sideways and expect for things to be okay. You can't keep allowing the product at the top to be embarrassing and expect people to believe in what you're doing. And I'm actually not even limiting that to people on the outside. You can't maintain faith from within. You can think you have it. You can walk into 115 Federal every day and see all these people who work for you and they're all nodding and they're telling you that you're really smart and you're really doing everything right and just wait till those Greensboro kids get here. But you'll lose them. You will lose them along the way. Not now. Not a few months from now. Maybe not even in 2022. But you'll lose them. You can't just keep pushing that finish line back. If Quintana is brought in with the purpose of being, well, exactly what I described as his lowest 
bar there. The long reliever slash uh, emergency starter, the Cody Ponce. And he comes in and he does reasonably well. Then the $2 million investment pays. If he's brought in, on the other hand, to be Tyler Anderson, and there's really no good cause to believe that he will be. This is not a recent or new struggle for Quintana. This is three pretty lousy years. Two of them riddled with injuries, and the third one, maybe even more disturbingly, just bad performance. Struck some guys out at a good rate, but got hit really, really hard. Well, that was already here. There was plenty of that here. Nobody needed to spend money on that. And if he were to do well, at his age, he's still not going to get you much on the trade market. So what did you do? What did you do? Did you spend, like, a little bit of money just to spend money? Just to say at the end that you... You signed a free agent because the Pirates were one of the teams that weren't signing any at all. And it came with kind of a bad look. I, I don't I don't get it. I don't feel like I need to get it. I don't feel any pressure to get it. But what I would like to get and firmly in that sense is some kind of indication from the Pirates that 2022 will be a step forward, not just improving via drills in Bradenton, but through getting better players, significantly better players than what we're here in 2021. This is, eh, you know? When we come back, just one question. Brought to you always by the good people at North Shore Tavern, directly across Federal Street from PNC Park, home of Steak on a Stone and home of a lot of extra events that are going on both at North Shore Tavern and the neighboring companion venture, Mike's Beer Bar. Live music, comedy acts, uh, all kinds of additional entertainment, you know, on top of the really, really good food and everything else that you get over there. Check out North Shore Tavern across Federal Street from PNC Park. RJ1Q comes from Tony who says, I'd, I'd be interested in your thoughts regarding the players the Pirates kept through the Rule 5 draft, including all the ones that you thought might be released and instead risked losing. Tony, I'm going to make this one really, really simple. They kept four players, and not one of them was a surprise, so there's not much analysis to be had there. But the fact that a lot of people, when they do these independent scouting rankings for these services, and I'm underscoring independent here because they're not affiliated with the team in any way, and they place prospects 
inside the Pirates' top 30. And when you hear these trades that were happening last year and in through the deadline and all of the emphasis would be, oh, that guy, yeah, he he moves into the top 30. Ooh, that's great, top 30. Yeah, they got a top 30 guy. And there's a handful of these guys who are being not cut loose, but they'll be available at the Rule 5 draft. And they're in that top 30. And you're keeping on your 40-man roster players who aren't very good at baseball at the major league level. It doesn't add up. It doesn't add up. Mason Martin is the one that jumps out, I think, to, to most people, and I'm not an exception. He was destroying baseballs in Altoona. He also was... Swinging and missing a lot. Tons and tons of strikeouts. Now, that's not the stigma that it once was in this sport. You can now strike out a lot and still come with a bunch of value because of the way the game is being played, because of the way hitting is coached and approached. And I haven't heard anybody, including a couple of scouts that I spoke with, this past summer, who passed through PNC Park, who didn't think that Mason Martin has a future in the majors. So why leave him available? And now you're adding Jose Quintana to the 40 at 33 years old, and you don't even know if he's going to be a long reliever. Look, I don't want to sound like the cynic for the sake of being cynical, okay? Uh, My default mode in reporting and in life is to look first at something uh, as the the cup being half full, okay? That doesn't mean you take a Pollyanna approach, but it means that if you've got a 50-50 and it's a legit 50-50, I'm going to choose to make my 50 the good side, until proven otherwise. And one of two things is happening here. One is that, for reasons we don't understand, Charrington might not be as smart as he appears, and I don't think that's the case. I think he actually is a pretty smart guy. Or two, and this is the one that's the likely one, their prospects aren't very good. Because if you have prospects that are in your top 30 or 20 or whatever it is, you have prospects that you feel like are standing out in your system or that we feel from watching them from the outside are standing out in that system. And the Pirates themselves, their front office people, feel that they aren't, then that tells you a lot more than anything can show you. Does that make sense? They're telling you. The pirates themselves are telling you that the system still isn't very good for this to be happening. And that's that's unsettling in and of itself. I appreciate the question, Tony. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. Let's do another one tomorrow.